Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by BigBadHangover.com and its product, Mother's Little Helper. It's a hangover cure that really fucking actually works. If you don't believe me, just know this. They don't pay me in money, they pay me in product. And I drink, motherfucker. You don't get a voice like this making all the right decisions in life. So believe me when I say that yes, it works. Anyways, when we left off, Moses and God had just slaughtered an entire army of Egyptians who were trying to retreat. Moses sang a song about it. Exodus 15. I will sing to God because he is sung to. God is strong and is a warrior and his name is God. He just drowned a bunch of people and their chariots. All the best of Pharaoh's officers were drowned. A massive 500-meter wall of water crushed them and drowned them. You were right to do it, God. It was pretty amazing watching you kill all those guys. By the blast of your nostrils, you drowned them. They thought they could come here, and they were wrong. You will lead us through the desert, and everyone will know how crazy and powerful you are. Then Miriam, Moses' sister, joined in, and all the women were dancing around with timbrels and tambourines. Sing to God, because we worship him. He drowned a bunch of horses and soldiers. And after this day, they traveled to the desert ashore for three days without finding any water. That is the maximum amount of time a human being can survive without water. They came across a place called Bitter. Why was it called Bitter? Because the water was bitter. Duh. People complained because they needed water to drink or they'd die. And Moses got super mad at them for complaining. Then he threw a piece of wood in the water and declared it safe to drink. This is not a good idea for those of you who find yourselves in the desert with no clean water. Bitter water is bad, even with wood inside of it. Well, then God came by real quick to say, Hey, do whatever I say and I won't give you weird diseases like I did the Egyptians. And then they wandered off, eventually ending up in Elam, which had 12 springs and 70 palm trees. Exodus 16. Well, at some point they left Elam and ended up in the desert of Sin. And everyone complained again because they didn't have any food or water. They were saying things like, Hey, at least in Egypt they fed us. And now we're all going to die out here in the fucking desert. Well, God swung by and told Moses, I'm going to make it rain. Bread. That's a thing, right? I forget. And hey, I'll make it rain bread. But I'm going to get real weird with it. Every day, everyone has to grab exactly how much their family will eat and no more. How will they know how much that is? Fuck them, that's how. On the sixth day, they can grab twice as much, though. Because I won't be letting it rain bread on the fucking Sabbath. Well, Moses and Aaron spoke to their massive crowd of over a billion people and told them not to grumble. Well, God decided it was time to feed all these people and sent them a huge amount of quail, which is a fat little desert bird. And they slaughtered the shit out of them and said... Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. The next morning, the dew dried up, and sure enough, there are little flakes everywhere. When people saw it, they said, quote, What is it? Because they did not know what it was. Well, Moses told them to only take as much as they need for the day and not keep it until morning. Some people, quite logically, didn't listen to him. The following morning, though, it was all moldy and full of maggots. So Moses got really angry for some reason. Then, on the day before the Sabbath, Moses told them to grab twice the amount and save half it for the Sabbath. 
And this time it wouldn't get all moldy or maggoty because mold and maggots also observe the Sabbath. Well, people violated the Sabbath trying to get more of this shit, but it wasn't there because everything observes the Sabbath, apparently. They started calling it manna, or mana, which is Hebrew for, what is it? Which is what they said, because they did not know what it was. If you're wondering what it was, as they obviously were, it was either straight-up glucose, beetle cocoons, or some third thing, but it allegedly tasted like coriander. Also, Aaron and Moses put some in a jar, along with some rules they had made. Exodus 17. Well, one day, presumably a day when they hung out in the desert of sin and didn't have any water, a bunch of people complained and said, We need water to survive. Well, Moses got super pissed at them and said, Why don't you trust that the God that allowed you to stay enslaved for hundreds of years will provide you with water? Why do you test him? Well, this didn't shut them up. They screamed, Why couldn't you just let us stay in Egypt? At least they gave us water. Did you just bring us out here to die of thirst? Moses got really concerned these people were going to stone him, which is the thing they, they do out there in the Middle East. Basically, you pick up rocks and throw them at somebody until they fucking die. I can see why this has been going on for thousands of years. I mean, why fuck with the classics, right? Anyways, when Moses expressed his concerns to God, God told Moses, go hit a rock with your walking stick. He did, and water came out. Well, not too long after this happened, a tribe of people called the Amicalites came and attacked the Israelites. Moses told this guy Joshua, Hey, go grab some men and fight them. I'd totally join you, but I'll be doing the real hard work here, standing on a hill and holding my staff up. Well, Moses had multiple people come and help him hold his staff up, and this may or may not have anything to do with anything, but Joshua's army was victorious. God told Moses he was going to, quote, blot the name Amalek from under heaven. But here we are, thousands of years later, talking about it. So I guess it wasn't blotted out, was it? Then Moses built an altar and presumably murdered an animal and set it on fire. Exodus 18. Well, Moses was in his 80s at this point and had been apart from his cool Bedouin father-in-law, Jethro, for quite some time. But suddenly, out of nowhere, Jethro just showed the fuck up. Oh, actually, it wasn't out of nowhere. Moses had apparently sent Zipporah, his wife, and his two kids out in the desert at some point, to stay with Jethro, and now he was returning with them. Well, Moses ran out and kissed Jethro as passionately as two senior citizens could, and Moses just unloaded all of the stories onto him. And then they murdered animals and set them on fire to celebrate. The next few days had Jethro following Moses around and watching how he operated. Jethro, who had experienced being a crazy old Bedouin, told Moses that the system was all wrong, and there was obviously a far better way to manage these over a million freed slaves. You're doing it wrong, dipshit, Jethro said. You're just going to burn yourself out. You be in charge, yes, but put other men in charge of people and have them be representatives of the, for their group. You know, like have, have uh, people that have these representatives go and they can have representatives of their own. And, then only, and only then they come to you. You're like the final word here. Makes sense? What do I know? I'm just a crazy old Bedouin. Well, Moses did take his advice and set up a whole court system where he only took on the most difficult cases and the other ones were solved by other judges, less powerful than him. Then Jethro just turned his century-year-old ass around and went away. And that is where I leave you this week, just like Jethro. Tune back in for what happens at Mount Sinai. <laughs> Exciting stuff, as if you didn't know. 
And thank you for listening. I'll be back next week.